Hello and welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I am Mark Stores, and with me as always is... I am Chris Carnicelli. And... Rob Morphy. We have a very special intro for this episode. It is Christopher's birthday. Oh! Happy birthday, hey, Chris. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, 27 years old. I know. I'm 16. Yep. <laughs> Don't look I'm a day over 12. negative no. 16. Right. You, still look, you still look like a little Italian girl. Yeah. You're holding your looks. No. Oh, if I shaved, you'd if be you shaved, like... A, a, tiny, yeah. a tiny Ukrainian or Italian girl. He is no. my favorite zygote. He is. Hands down. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so our very own Christopher. I'm going to do it. He had his rotation around the sun. Here's mm-hmm. to many more to you, good sir. Let's hope. Yeah, and uh, there it is. So everyone go on and social thanks. medias two weeks after his birthday and be like, True. hey, Chris, happy birthday. But you know, well, <laughs> better late yeah. than never. I was telling Rob on the way here as we actually pitched Chris up that I'm dumb and for some reason I believe his birthday is in the summer. I think because we celebrate one year, we celebrated your birthday like at an off time. It was in was it near in the one summer, time we maybe? did because my sister's birthday is in January. One time we just we fucking gave up because the winter was so bad and we just celebrated like in the summer. Yeah, and we're like, now, okay, let's do the birthday party. Yeah, and from now on, yeah. I'm just like Chris was born on July 4th. He is America. Yes, he is. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's America. America's I'm baby. hands yeah. across America. <laughs> he is. He totally. I'm is. all hands. <laughs> you are all. Oh hands God! Wait, Chris. no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I'm really not all hands. <laughs> I take that oh, back. That's funny. Uh, Heller Space, HellerSpace.com. We recently launched five new T-shirt designs. Bing bang boom. Yeah. Check that out there. By the time this goes up, the uh, the thirty five percent off sale will be uh, gone. But stick around for uh, the next month, March, I believe, right? February, yeah, March. That's how it works. Yeah, uh, there will be another sale. Also, too, we recently discovered that the classic T shirts. There are other T shirts besides the classic T. So the classic T-shirt's 13 bucks, but I think for like 15 bucks you get a premium. Yeah, there's premium. I don't really know oh, the depth. Yeah, I've heard it is of the softest cotton, and I'm yes. not saying that to encourage people to get it, but literally a buddy of ours who got it was like gushing that we, she stole all her boyfriend's shirts and lives in them. Really? All right. We just figured this out, though. Yeah, we're slow. Like last year, we I knew that, I knew that months merch? ago. Did you really? When you click, it says classic tin premium, and they look a little different looking than neck, but I didn't know. You know what, what I didn't know until was. last night, too? That you can get different size stickers and magnets. Yeah. I. How was I to know? I, I mean, a, by looking, like basically just fucking looking is yeah. how I was to no, know. Yeah, but I, I never really know. looked before now. I discovered it because a listener asked about, like, well, you know, like, what kind of, are these, like, w- like weird flimsy, like, T-shirts? And then I was looking, I'm like, oh, my God, there's other types of T-shirts here that we can get. Yeah. I've been getting the classics all along. I, I could have been getting knew. the premiums. Right. And they're no still idea. on sale during the sales, too. Yeah, everything's still on sale. So check that out there. Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. $1 will get you a shout-out. $5 will get you a shout-out and some bonus audio. This week we have some shout-outs to do. Michael R.J. R.J. Perfect. Thank you, Michael. Iowa Grandma, a.k.a. Patron number 145. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It's like an old episode of The Prisoner. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> finish it off here with... Kayla Peters. Perfect. Thank you, Kayla. Thank you all so or very Ms. much. Peters. For your contributions, they are greatly appreciated. Uh, also, too, before we get started with this episode, wanted to give another shout out to one of our patrons uh, who is currently leading an expedition at the uh, on the Solomon Islands at ForgottenFortress.com, Mr. Nikolaus Cox. Oh, shit. I know. It's yeah. so badass. I mean, he might as well be on Skull Island fucking studying the natives that fucking captured Kong. And he confirmed that we did say his name correctly. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, dope. which is super dope. But um, but yeah, check the his, his website shit. out again. That is ForgottenFortress.com. And 
when he sent us a message and he was like, oh yeah, I'm leading an expedition. I'm like, what do you mean you're leading? An, and he's uh, obviously an archaeologist. I just was like, wow, this guy's like an Indiana Jones. No, I mean, that's some heavy duty shit when yeah. you're leading an expedition. Yeah, like for real. Like, who gets to say that in life? That is, it, it just made me right. realize what a fucking failure I am in every way, but I'm so proud of you. Nicholas. Nope. Same here because I'm like, wow, we are at Chris's table, um, you know, laughing about pronunciations on the internet. Yes, we are. From some random YouTube channel. And this guy's out there doing fucking. Leading. I've never led anything. No. Expedition. No. I haven't led three people to a fucking supermarket. You've led two of us, though, through 100 some odd episodes. Wow. You've been doing good. Hey. Yeah. Thanks for doing that for me, buddy. Yeah. You just, you that's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, good fucking luck uh, to Nicholas, who is not only doing that, but also looking into some uh, um, hairy hominid reports from World War II, where in these these primate-like creatures apparently attack some Japanese soldiers. Yeah. So he's doing some super legit research and also taking the time to look into some of the more obscure stuff, which of course we love. So we can't wait to hear how this goes and, and best of luck, man. And again, that is ForgottenFortress.com. He's got some cool stuff there. Check that out. I believe there are ways in the future that you can support his expeditions, which is kind of dope. So check that out. Thank you, Nikolaus. Uh, best of luck to you, good sir. Onward, upward, and Godspeed. Yeah, take your malaria meds. Just, you yeah. know, oh, because it's malaria. I mean, he's, he went to college. He's an archaeologist. Of course he's going to do that. That would be something that we would do. I definitely did not take any malaria meds. No, I know you didn't. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. You went to South Africa, right? And you were just like, yeah. oh, I don't care about, you yeah, know, malaria it. and shit. No, that was not what happened. You what? jumped into the malaria river. I did. I swam it, it naked. It said malaria, right. and there was an arrow. An arrow, right in. And you jumped into that point. Dinky first. Actually, I have a, a stupid blood disorder where I can't take malaria medicine because it makes my blood all fucked up, makes me bleed out. It's just... We have the you same get, blood You get Hanta if you take malaria. Yeah, no, I, no, I, you know, I was fucking quarantined for having... Uh, what was it? Not Hanta. Uh, you made it sound like Ebola. No, it, it's a level four virus. Why am I talking about Hanta, Lhasa, Ebola, and uh, the one with the M? Why am Mal- I drawing a blank? Malaria? God damn it. We just talked about malaria. I don't know level four viruses. Yeah, we're, we're not you know, in the virus middle of this fucking pod. You'll figure it out. I'm going to fucking You guys say know it. one of the common level four viruses. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, one of the essential, you know, the, yeah. like the Beatles. You've got to know Jesus. them all. Ringo it, might, it is the Ringo of the viruses. All right. All right. All right. Fine. All right. Well, you're alive. We're alive. Congratulations. Take your medicines when you are need you? to. We are. I know we were questioning reality last yeah. episode. <laughs> I get it. Chris was not impressed with me at all, but that's okay because I'm always impressed with Chris, especially on his birthday. That's true. Yeah. It's a lot did, of deference Did you just today. guilt me? No. You just made you. me guilty. I didn't make you guilty. Yeah. You're making yourself guilty. This week, Christopher and Robert, we are talking about Death from Above, the tragic case of the incredible melting man. Indubitably. Oh, shit. All right. There are some photos to go along with this that we will be posting. They are not of the melting man. No, they are not. They are photos, though, that got us removed from the Google AdSense program because Google uh, doesn't know what to do with their ads and how to place them. It's a whole thing. Perfect. We've talked about this off pod. Yeah. I don't care about Google AdSense anymore. No. 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 So whatever. Let's get started with. Sometime in the spring of 1946, a farmer from a small Brazilian village was returning from a day-long fishing trip when he noticed a bizarre bright orb hovering above his home. Before he even had a chance to react, the unfortunate fellow was suddenly struck by a beam of white hot light, which had an effect on his physiology that only could be labeled is ghastly. Horrific. Ghastly. Ghastly. Appalling. All right. Yeah. No bueno. 
No. Bad. Oh, I mean, it is called boy, The Incredible no. Melting Man. Yeah, no, that sort of telegraphs so what we're doing. We kind of give uh, a little bit in the title what's going to happen to this guy. No, I mean, you kind of know, but, you know, maybe that was a bad call on my part. It's okay. No, you know what, though? This, but this, this harkens back to classic cases that were done on AmericanMonsters.com and now, now crypto, uh, Cryptopia.us. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of near and dear to my heart. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that I had to answer so many emails from Google AdSense because they're like, you got to take that image down and we can't have ads on that page. All because of one little melting picture. And it wasn't even... It was like, <laughs> one little melting picture. They literally cut picture. our entire AdSense program. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, you know what, guys? I'm not... And you can't call anybody. No. No. You can't talk to a yeah, person no, about it. No, there's no person You can't call Dear to. Google. Dear Google. Dear Google. You can't. Ah, you just can't the do the it. The <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Let's just start addressing random snail mail. To the Google. Yeah. Dear Google. Dear Google. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Robert, let's kick this off. Are you going to paint us a picture? As always. Yes. I'm actually not going to be painting a picture. <gasps> How dare you? What? You know, we're in, we're in Brazil. Wait, what the fuck are you going to do that? Usually right. I tell you about Brazil. the rolling hills and the, the salt nestled peaks. things. Nestled and widgeted into things. I'm not going to do that. You know Brazil by now. What I will say is <sighs> that not being fluent in Portuguese... I will be fucking everything up all the time. There's a lot of names. There's okay. a lot of places. We did our best to figure out how to pronounce them before the pod. <laughs> we, oh, there was a little bit of practice. Yeah, there's yeah, a little bit of practice. There's a, there's a little conference. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we'll see. so we're just going to do our goddamn best. And by that, I mean I'm going to fuck it up, and you'll just forgive me, I hope. And, and you know what? To all of our Brazilian listeners out there. You know we love you. And we do have listeners, actually, that have helped us, have corrected us before. Right. So, um, you know, if you if you if you're familiar with the language and the pronunciation, by all means, feel free to please drop us a DM to let us know. Yep, direct Absolutely. them so, towards Rob or Mark. Just bring yeah, no, to me. Chris I'll pass no them on. Yeah, not me. Oh, no, Chris no. doesn't care. He's yeah, fuck free, unfortunately. But I will say this also: if you're a time traveler, <laughs> feel free to come here right now and tell me how to say these things before we start. Oh, look, no one's here. You didn't even give him a third of a second. Because you have no faith in time travel. You yeah. know how this shit works. But one time it will work. Okay, fine. It's going to blow your tits off. Yeah. It will. They're already blowing off. All right, They're so gone. I'm just going to fuck them up because thank you, no one showed up. All right, there you All go. Right, good. Perfect. Okay. Excuse our pronunciations. Thank you. Since the dawn of recorded history, human beings have had disturbing encounters with unearthly and as yet unidentified airborne objects. By and large, eyewitnesses to these bizarre events have remained physically, if not psychologically, unharmed. Though some reports involve transitory after-effects such as red eyes, swollen joints, burns, prickly sensations, nausea, and, in a few troubling cases, bloody anal discharges. Oh, what? The least popular side effect of a UFO encounter. Yeah, I can see why. But all the side effects of a UFO encounter could coincide with an STD, just saying. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. Mm. Wow. That, you're just opening up a whole Pandora's just, box I of bloody, ufological bloody lore. Discharge, I mean, or, you know, so trauma. Psychological anal. manifestations of loose folks that are having wild, unprotected sex, and they have encounters with these ethereal beings that we think are technology but really are just judging orbs i mean and, it was, and saucers it was the 90s we all got crabs at least twice so you Did know we? <laughs> oh so it was only me Did good we? thanks yeah. no yeah. it clearly was <laughs> <laughs> i know i literally said all best were off in the 90s a couple pods ago <laughs> yeah exactly like gravity wasn't a thing yeah. fucks were off the table but exactly but hey whatever didn't i have crabs all right fine whatever i'm sorry you did <laughs> <laughs> i'll be over here in my crab corner 
<laughs> Uncle Mark's crabby oh, corner. Oh, my wife, my wife is not going to appreciate that joke at all. <laughs> and we're not I mean, cutting it. I'm here. Because she doesn't listen. God bless her. No one tell her about that on social media. The, the, cra- <laughs> the crab corner? Yeah. Oh, you better hope we don't have a 4th of July party at your house. Oh, we will. Because it's going to slip out. <laughs> it's okay. No big deal. No big deal. It's fun. She's like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know. Hey, whatever. Things happen. <laughs> Talk to your drunk husband. He's walking slanted down the street. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jesus All right. Christ, get All back right. to it. Wow. All Christ right. Almighty. Anal discharges right, of happens. a bloody nature. It happens. Oh. But as disturbing as these cases are, they pale before arguably the most gruesome encounter with an unidentified flying object on public record. A terrifying event that is repugnant to the point of obscenity and has come to be known to Fortean investigators as the Arasari Guama incident. I hope I got that right. I think you did. On the evening of March 4th, 1946, 39-year-old Joao Prestes Filo was driving his friend Salvador Dos Santos home in his horse-drawn cart. The pair decided to avoid the commotion of the Carnival Week festivities by spending a quiet afternoon fishing in Brazil's Tiete River. But when Filo dropped his mate off and wished him a good night, Salvador could never have imagined that this would be the last time he would ever see his friend Alive. Should have went to Carnival. Should have gone to Carnival. I mean, really? I mean, Th- come that's on. Why it's awesome there. dancing, great music. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Why would you amazing want to food avoid and booze? It's one of those things that you probably live in it. You're spoiled by it, and so you're like, "Fuck it." I Take want it for to do granted. It. Yeah. Yeah. If the three of us were there, we would be wearing stupid hats and dancing our tits off. Yeah. But Carnival crabs. Yeah. Oh, God we would all get crabs. You, you got to stop the crabs. <laughs> I'm not into in it. In that situation, I, maybe you're right. <laughs> there you go. See, fine. Rob's I my, would certainly risk it. Rob's in my crab corner. Okay, fine. Enjoy what? your fucking yeah. crab. Oh, my God. How All right. How fit there? How dense is this? There's room for one more if oh. he's going to be cool, but he probably wow. won't be. That is the weirdest form of peer pressure I have ever seen employed. That's a bullshit That's situation. I, I don't want to be in the crab corner, but my friends are there. But my friends but are there, but I'm alone. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be yeah. in crab corner. Whatever. Chris and Rob and I are dancing there with our hats on. It's true. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I guess I got to go to crab our corner. Hats are dope. Just come on. It, we're, it's carnival. You guys man. suck. You just use some shampoo and you Force fine. me in the crab corner. Big deal. Whatever. Wow. On his birthday, no less. Look what we've done. <laughs> oh, jerks. Anyway. All right. Here we go. Electricity. <laughs> ben Franklin's baby, baby, baby boy. Mm-hmm. Electricity had not yet made its way to the village of Arasari, Guama, where Philo lived with his wife and five children. So the rancher was alone as he drove his horse through the inky gloom. To make matters worse, this remote, rustic community was all but deserted due to the carnival, which gave the scene an eerie, empty feeling. Oh, no electricity. You just hear, yeah. you hear the clop of the hooves, yeah. the wheels like the grinding on the, the rock, background. like a distant yeah. like roar that kind of sounds like a gaggle of geese, but yeah. but isn't comforting because it's too far away. And you're just alone with no electricity. And you think, all right, I'm freaking myself out. Nothing bad's going to happen until it does. Mm-hmm. Like most of their neighbors, Philo's family was off enjoying the celebration, and in their haste to get to the festivities, they accidentally left the patriarch of the family locked out of his own home. 
The ravenous angler could smell the dinner his wife had hastily prepared before her departure through the door, and in a fit of pique, decided to break into his own house. They went to party and locked him out? They locked him out. Apparently. Wow. And here he is. Tough day of fishing. Probably yeah. a rather pleasant day of fishing. Right. And he's but hungry. still, he's but he hungry. can smell the food. Oh, man, you're... T- yeah. Shit, all right. The keyless Philo first stabled his horse for the evening, then managed to climb through an open window. But as soon as he was inside his home, he was suddenly overcome by the sensation that someone or something was watching him. Mm. Trying to ignore the unnerving feeling, Philo went about the business of warming the fish left in the pot and heating up some water with firewood in order to take a bath. The angler, finally overwhelmed with the sense that he was somehow being watched, leaned out an open window but could see nothing in the formless dark. Almost certainly chiding himself for being so paranoid, Philo happened to glance into the sky and was shocked to see a bizarre orb hovering above him. It would be at this moment that the ordinary events of the evening would take a horrific turn that could have been culled from the pages of a classic EC comic. Oh, they're going old school. Okay. Nice. It's going to get nasty. Without warning, the fisherman was struck by a beam of intensely hot, yellowish light emanating from the object above his home. The searing sensation was so excruciating that he immediately dropped to his knees and covered his face with his hands, suddenly realizing that the skin beneath his beard was literally in flames. Oh, shit. Philo felt as if his entire body had caught fire. He rolled on the floor in agony, frantically beating out the flames that were threatening to engulf his entire head and severely burning his hands in the process. Though the burst only lasted a moment before it and the glowing object vanished completely, the anguish this Brazilian farmer had endured seemed, to him, to have been interminable. His nostrils were filled with the nauseating scent of burnt flesh, and his hands were all but useless. But Philo managed to get to his feet and pull a blanket around his shoulders. When he stumbled to the door, he found the latch down, but his fingers had gone numb, so he was forced to use his teeth to lift the hook. Ah, oh, Jesus. Your hand's so teeth. Fuck. Oh, God. You got to bite up a little hook and eye socket. Oh, that's I definitely like singed my, my fingertips bad enough where you're like, ah, and you can't fucking use them for like a day or two. And you Which sucks. I know that. And shit, but that's, un, that's, a new, that's, yeah. that's a whole new level of fuckery right there. Absolutely. Oh, God. Bloodying his naked feet on the sharp rocks of the dark, unpaved road, the shrieking burn victim desperately searched for help, walking as fast as he could to his sister Maria's house, which was situated near the local church. Maria was mortified by the sight of her burnt and bleeding brother, and she immediately brought him inside and laid him down on her bed. Mm. That's love. Yeah, shit. Philo explained to his sister that he had been burned by an unknown object, and she immediately sent for the police. Within minutes, the chief of police, Joao Melaqueus, I think I got that right, arrived at Maria's home and began questioning the scarlet-skinned victim regarding what had happened. Philo described the incident down to the last detail, but the no-doubt perplexed officer could only respond that his hands were tied in the matter as there was no human to blame for what had happened because his attacker had, and I quote, not been of this world. Well, yeah, I mean, as a as a police officer, what do you do? You, 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 you shout to the, to the sky, hey, fucking... Get, get down here. Come here. Yeah. We got a suspect. No, you? Yeah, like, what do you do? You, I mean, we, we talk about this all the time, like, when you call the police, if shit happens, like, what are they going to do? I know. I mean, I get, They like, can't go arrest the Pascagoula abductors. If like, you're yeah, in, in a here. situation, you're right, where, like, say there's something around your house, 
Maybe you call the cops and say you think it's an intruder and you don't make yourself look crazy even though you know it's a eight-foot-tall, hairy man monster. Right. Because you and, and your family might be in jeopardy. But in almost every other circumstance, it's it's a complete waste of time. But, no, I'm glad but, it happens well, because yeah. that's how these stories get but out. But you should still always call your local law enforcement. Just because you oh, never yeah, know, no, man. if you're injured or whatever, yeah. Yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, yeah, you don't call them for ghosts. They're not going to appreciate that shit. But, you know, call them for like... Call them occasionally because you think you have man-sized fucking rodents in your sister's attic and you were there with oh, knives and your oh, little yeah. nephew. You could have... And again, you could have just called me. I'm up the street from you. I could totally have just come down and been like, well, I'll take care of this rodent. I would for you. Man you know, rodents. Hear that 911 call. <laughs> Because I understood how fucking flaky it was, yeah. but there was genuine horror in the All house right. that night. Yeah. Well, uh, but I digress. Always call me. Always call I Cousin will. Mark. It happens. All right. Those holding vigil with their injured family member noticed that the condition of his exposed flesh had begun to worsen since his arrival at his sister's doorstep, and he had started to resemble what one eyewitness referred to as meat that had been allowed to boil for a while. Ooh. That's just icky. Yeah. Well, and don't boil your meat, generally speaking. But that's another issue. Yeah, Unless you're making a stew or something. No, we're not going to talk about boiled meat. It's disgusting. Continue. In 1997, Philo's nephew, a then 60-year-old Luis Prestes, who was nine years old at the time of the incident, set the scene for UFO investigators Pablo Villarubia Masao and Claudio Suyoshi Suenega, again, doing my best, who had traveled to the region to reopen the fascinating case, stating, I was in the Arasari Guama when I learned that my uncle was dying at a relative's house. I wanted to go in, but I was forbidden, since I was too young and his physical condition would have caused a traumatic impression. Oh, this guy's just all fucked up. Yeah. My father said that Joao was only burned from the waist up with the exception of the hair on his head. Okay, interesting. Weird. His beard doesn't catch fire. His hair doesn't catch fire. His just, shirt doesn't catch fire. Yeah. Just skin. But all the flesh that was basically okay. hanging out the window right. and struck by the beam is fucked. I've had a couple ideas. All right. Also in 1997, the then 92-year-old Virgilio Francisco Elves, Philo's second cousin, agreed with Louise's assessment and helped to illustrate the events of that fateful eve for Pablo and Claudio. And this is what he said. My cousin... Emiliano Prestes, who was my neighbor, called me over. When I got to Maria's house, I found Joao Malachias, the sheriff, speaking with Joao, the other Joao, the, the man that actually... We got two Joao's yeah, yeah. here, yeah. He was in bed and having problems using his tongue. His skin, which was fair, was toasted reddish, as if he'd been roasted. His hands and face had the worst, the worst burns. The hands were twisted... His hair didn't burn, nor did his feet, nor clothing. He was only burned from the waist up. His feet were torn up from running on barefoot on the sharp rocks. Mm. It became clear to all those present that if their wounded relative did not quickly receive proper medical attention, he would not be long for this world. So the family wisely decided if there was anything to be done for Philo, it would be at the hospital. Louise recounted the moment that they took his uncle away. It would be the last time he ever saw him. Mm. I managed to see my uncle when they moved him from the house to take him to Santana de Paranabia by truck, where the nearest hospital was located. I remembered that the sheets covering him were blackened, perhaps by the burns on his body. 
His appearance, according to my father, who escorted him to the hospital, was truly ruinous. Wow. Ruinous. That adjective for your fucking physical condition. Yeah, ruinous. Just the worst. The fucking worst thing I've ever Mm. fucking read. Yeah. He had serious burns all over his body. His flesh was dark and and he presented, on a positive note, no other bodily injuries. You know. Like that wasn't other than that, yeah. So that was the nine-year-old kid that wasn't allowed in, but he caught the glimpses. They were carting him off. Yeah, I mean, except that from the waist up, every nerve in his body is screaming for vengeance. (sighs) But still, yeah, all right, yeah. Upon arrival, Philo was admitted into the hospital immediately, where the baffled doctors, including physician Louise Caliguri, were unable to diagnose what had happened to the tragically maimed father and husband. They had never seen a burned victim that only had specific parts of his body affected while the clothes and hair adjacent remained unmarked. They'd also never seen a burned victim whose symptoms continued to deteriorate at such a rapid yet somehow unbearably deliberate rate. In 1974, investigator Fernando Grossman interviewed eyewitnesses to the appalling event, including former army medic and orderly Aracy Gomide, who cared for Philo during his final days. Gomide claimed that he did his best to comfort the swiftly deteriorating Philo during his last few agonizing hours, during which he seemed to be decomposing while still alive. Mm. The still-mortified orderly described the ill-fated fisherman's final horrifying days, during which chunks of flesh sloughed off his arms, exposing portions of white bone and sinewy tendon. Oh, God. He's literally, all right, yeah, melting man. Yeah, it was, it was telegraphed. Now know, you know. I know, but the way you write it, though, it's just so fucking dirty. I promise you. You know, it's gross. It gets so much worse. Oh, okay, goddamn. Perfect. So much fucking happy, worse. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. Thanks. Incredible this, this melting. Great. You know, it's not you. It's not the incredible melting Chris, so. No, not at all. Happy fucking no, birthday. No, but it, it is the gift I hoped for. <laughs> I mean, you're an artist. You could have drawn him a picture. You could have given him a gift card. Who's, yeah. Who, this was not actually intended to be Chris's gift. This was intended to be our pod for the night. Because we all thought his birthday was in the summer. Because he celebrated it once 10 years ago in the summer. And the, we were all were No, you fucked. did. And he has extraordinarily dumb friends. <laughs> as cited You can make it up tomorrow if you show up. I, I've already got a babysitter in line. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, lamp. <laughs> I, I, I buy your lamps. I buy lamps. And I got to install a vanity on fucking Sunday. Vanity. No, you're right. Buying lamps with your wife beats your friend's birthday every time. This ostensibly excruciating process also afflicted the victim's head. Doctors, nurses, and what few family members could bear to stay and watch steadfastly maintained their vigil while Philo's face was literally falling to pieces. Oh, God. One by one, his ears, nose, lips, cheeks, and finally even his eyelids were said to have slowly peeled off his face clinging to long, slender strands of skin before falling onto the bed in moist puddles of blood, pus, and putrefied flesh. Oh, God, all I can think of is it yeah, just... Yeah, no, it got worse. Oh, it's a, it's right. a, dude, it's a cannibal corpse. It's like their new live record cover, just a face fucking... Ah, I'm surprised fuck they, didn't, they didn't sing a song about him at some I'm, point. I'm sure. I'm yeah. pretty sure that the uh, moist puddles of blood, pus, and putrefied flesh... Moist puddles of blood, putrefied blood. It's definitely a cannibal corpse song. It, 
It if really, not, it if not, uh, they can write it and they can credit me for it. You know, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Totally. You like no, I mean, even though I wrote the words, credit mark, please. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck you, it's mine. How about oh, that? Yeah. Take it. Yeah. Run fuck, with it. Yeah, fuck you, pay me. All right. So, yeah, that's terrible, man. It's fucking literally falling, like Ebola type shit almost. But worse. Oh, I mean, no, that's different. It's more like leprosy, really. It, yeah, imagine like quick acting leprosy. Yeah. So if it was Ebola, like where it hits you quick, <sighs> takes care of your oh, body, Ebola-sy. and just blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, your skin is like like Chris said with Raiders of the Lost Ark, fucking hard wax in a fucking microwave. <sighs> all right. And it just blew. God. Gone. Perfect. Right. Ironically, Philo's hair and clothes were said to have remained undamaged during the whole vile affair. And even more astonishingly, the man himself was said to have been in no physical pain throughout this terrible ordeal. Weird. Amazed witnesses even claimed that Despite the tremendous physical damage being wrought on his body, Philo continued to chat with the iron-stomached Gomide and others until the soft tissue connecting his lower jaw to his skull disintegrated, leaving behind a grotesque, dangling maw incapable of speech. Oh, God. So he's like, hey, guys, how is everyone doing tonight? And he's yeah, just so, fucking... uh, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> he looks like, yeah, like fucking slim good body. Like, 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 like well, fucking Dr. Tongue from the beginning of Day and Death. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Just that uh, fucking dangly nightmare. God, does anybody want to go to Carnival? And his face is just falling <laughs> oh. apart. You're like... <laughs> and he's not in pain, and he's just trying to have... Yeah. Conversation. Clearly, no one's giving him a fucking mirror. Though you think when your nose falls off, you might notice that. But maybe he was totally no. numb to it. Maybe he had no idea. Maybe he's like, "Oh, I'm numb now. I'm, I'm the pain's done. I'm in the hospital. Everything's gonna be cool." And everyone's yeah. around him, talking to him, trying to make him feel good, trying not to look at him. And he's like, "Hey, it's, it's just great, guys. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good." And everything's like, <laughs> "Well, dude, if, like, if your nerve endings are gone, if yeah, this beam did something have, where you would have no, you're not gonna idea, feel it." Yeah. I mean, he was obviously in excruciating pain His at first. His fucking but, lower jaw fell off, though. That's. Uh, Needless to say, most of Philo's relatives were unable to remain with their loved one during the grisly final stages of his life. But Gomide managed to endure until the very end, stating that the final request that the patient made was for a glass of water, oh, and clearly God. he didn't ask for it. So maybe it was written down. Maybe he. But he's got no jaw. It. What do you what do you pour it I know into? You just pour it down the hole. Oh, the would you do that for me? Yeah. I would do it for you. Thanks. But I wouldn't do it for Chris. That's not true. <laughs> it's true. We'd all pour I Chris do it. some water in his mouth hole. He would just hate us. Like yeah. right now, how he hates us. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get to the story. I would do it for both of you. Not long after, sometime <laughs> between 3 and 4 a.m. on March 6, 1946, Joao Prestis Filo expired and... At a loss as how to explain what had happened, Dr. Caliguri, Guiri, it's G-I-U, I'm doing it the best I can, officially listed the cause of death as cardiac collapse and generalized first and second degree burns. Sounds like it goes a, beyond that. Sounds like an understatement. Yeah, I, I mean, of course yeah. your heart's going to give out when you fucking have a complete physical meltdown. Literally. Yeah. But you know, what's the doctor to do? I mean, you, he doesn't know. You can't say he fucking melted before our eyes. I mean, you can because it happened. Like his shit fell off. His shit fell. That would be great if that was on the desk. <laughs> shit, his shit just fell off. There can be little doubt that this literally ill-starred angler left behind one of the most shocking mysteries of the 20th century. And bearing this legacy in mind, we are forced to ask the questions: 
who or what killed this beloved man of the land, and just as significantly, what possible motive could they have had to do so? Assuming that it was a motivated thing. If it was like an actual like malicious intent. Right. right. This has been the subject of controversy for decades. Scads of books dealing with ufological and paranormal phenomenon have told and retold the disgusting tale of the melting man with only small variances vis-a-vis the manner in which he managed to get to into his home and the rate at which he decomposed. But the primary facts of the story remained largely unchanged. While many modern ufological enthusiasts judge that this is a clear-cut case of an extraterrestrial attack, ironically, most of the villagers did not suspect that Philo had been killed, inadvertently or otherwise, by a UFO. This was only 1946, after all, nearly a year before the Roswell crash, the Maury Island incident, and Kenneth Arnold's now famous report of saucers skipping over Mount Rainier. Events which ushered in a 76-year study of the UFO phenomenon. And the provincial citizens of the region had no context in which to consider this a UFO event. It just wouldn't even have been a thing. It wasn't even really in pop culture, especially not in a rural area like that. And this is way before everything everything started. Well, it's before the modern UFO era started. And so that... Is one thing. I mean, eventually newspaper right. reports would filter down, but right. it wasn't wow. no internet. Obviously, none of that. Yeah. All right. Some locals believed that Philo had been the victim of a supernatural attack that had come from the restless dead. But Virgilio claimed that most, including Philo himself, suspected that a less human and more demonic force was responsible for his swiftly deteriorating condition. And the entity most often cited was the notorious Boitata. We're talking about the devil? No. Well, maybe. Okay. Maybe one of its many carnations. Chris, what's, what's, what's Boitata? What's Boitata? Besides a drink, I would immediately have at a Mexican restaurant. Yeah, if someone's like, you want a Boitata? So like, a Boitata? yeah, I want two. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I would, I would. I mean, it sounds appealing. Yeah. It's not, as it turns out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, exactly. I just assumed, exactly. It, I assumed it, could be... it was in the D&D Monster Manual, but okay. Boitata, also originally known as the Bayatata... The Bitata and the Batato, as well as the Maboitata, is an old Tupi word, an extinct language once spoken by native Brazilians, which translates as fiery serpent. These off-time malicious, self-illuminated specters are basically the South American equivalent of the nefarious European sprite known as the Will-o'-the-Wisp, though their reputation is far fiercer and much more malicious. According to the writings of the 16th century Canarian priest, and yes, when I wrote this article, I almost made him Canadian, not realizing <laughs> that he was from the goddamn Canary, Canary Islands. Islands yeah. And I'm like, what's Canarian? Clearly I spelled that wrong before. Oh, it's the old Canadian priests. Yep. <laughs> Down in South America. <laughs> yep. And once you hear his name, you'll be like, of course he's Canadian. Jose de Enchieta. Yes, clearly from Ottawa. Ottawa, yeah. Canada. Yeah. In 1946. Totally. Yeah. There were many accounts of the Boitata pursuing and even killing the native peoples who had wandered too far into their domain. So that means these predate the Spanish. Well, they don't predate because obviously the Canarians were uh, conquered by Spain. And so it was part of the Spanish influence that saw it. But it was natives that first encountered it before the Spanish settlers came. Totally. Yep. Philo's cousin Virgilio claimed that this quote-unquote beast was responsible for his cousin's death as a similar entity had attacked Philo in his youth, he explained. Hmm. I think that the Boitata was to blame since it had attacked him once before. 
when Joao was a toprero or cattle driver, he was still young and lived with his father in Arasaraguama. One day at sundown, as he led the donkeys over a hill, he saw a fire that fell from the sky, a fireball. He was near a chapel that had a cross, and he could feel the fireball passing him, almost knocking him down. Joao would tell me that at that spot, you could sometimes see 10 to 12 balls emerging from the sky. Some were red, others moon-colored. Sometimes five or six of them would fall to the ground and explode. People would call them the Boitada lights. Mm, interesting. Maybe some type of possible, don't want to jump there, you have a portal. Possible. Just you're not going to be the only one that thinks that. Okay, cool. Also, possibly, though it seems like it's way too dense to be this, ball lightning. But, well, I mean, okay. 75, yeah. ball, or five or six, I'm exaggerating. Now, when you got the Brian Boy Tunnel lights or whatever they're called. You're, yes, yeah, it's exactly there. what they exactly. are. Nailed oh, it. Oh, my God. These enigmatic entities were not only known for tormenting, you're killing Chris, on his birthday. <laughs> we're God. not only known for tormenting anyone who lingered outside after dark, but also for fighting among themselves. Ooh. Eyewitnesses reported watching these flaming serpents colliding into one another and emitting a flurry of sparks but not disappearing. That's the key. So, uh, I mean, again, I don't, I'm not an expert on ball lightning or any type of fucking atmospheric shit, but it seems odd that these, like, balls with tails, which look like self-controlled uh, comets or something, right. would just bump, spark, back away, hit each other again. That's weird, yeah. I mean, it could be a natural phenomenon where some some magnetic thing and, and, and they're just attracted to each other and then repel. And then they hit the ground, they explode. But it doesn't sound like any natural phenomenon I've ever heard of. It sounds like it actually has like, like, like mass to it. it something, yeah. yeah. Oh, weird. Okay. Louise did not mention the infamous Boitada, but agreed that finding a more rational explanation of his uncle's demise would be a challenge, stating, My father was a deputy policeman at Santa di Parnabia and requested the assistance of the forensic unit to research the case but I don't know anything about the results. The fact is that nothing burned in the room where, where Joao was when, his fire, when the fire appeared. He had no enemies or anyone who'd be interested in doing such a thing to him. Even as he died, he repeated that the light had attacked him and that it was otherworldly. Hmm. Louise even went so far <clears throat> as to speculate that his family might have fallen victim to something akin to a curse, retelling his father's all-too-close encounter with the Labiso men or werewolf in 1922. Jesus Christ. And claiming that his uncle had a run in with an object eerily similar to the one that had taken Philo's life, stating something equally scary happened to Emiliano Prestes, my uncle, and Joao Prestes' brother a few months after his brother's tragic death. Sorry. Emiliano was walking through the forest in Aguapadre when a fiery torch appeared above him causing the terrified Emiliano to run to a canyon's edge where the thing fell on him. All he could do was kneel and pray for his life. He told us he felt an intense heat, but luckily the fiery torch moved away and vanished. Huh. So that's uh, Philo's brother, right. just a few months later, near, even though I didn't include it in this because it wasn't in the quote, but I, can, I remember this from the research, near the cemetery where his brother had been buried, being... Huh attacked or okay. getting a flyby oh, from these weird things. All right. 
Louise speculated that if his family was not the nexus for these strange phenomenon, then perhaps it was the place that was to blame. And here's where we get to what Mark mm. hinted at. He would go on to theorize that the Sao Roque region, which is located just 10 miles southwest of the Arasari Guama, might be what he referred to as some fantastic window area through which an astonishing variety and quantity of anomalous phenomena gelled in our minds. Oh, it's like a little oh, miniature no. version of Skinwalker no. Ranch. God. This is 97. He's a 60-year-old dude, and yeah. he's fucking laying down some fucking just crazy fucking theories. Gotta love this dude. It's intriguing that Louise not only marked the spot as a potential location for a vortex or some equally inexplicable singularity that rendered the membrane between our world and another infinitely more bizarre one unnervingly thin, but that he also stated that these anomalous phenomenon gelled in our minds, indicating perhaps that he believed these anomalies might be both parapsychological and physical in nature. Others mentioned reports of fireballs and flying discs that had been seen over the cemetery where the farmer had been interred. Like, there's a whole long history of, like, grave diggers and other people reporting seeing just random silver hat-shaped UFOs and hmm. other glowing okay. things. Okay, all right, some sky Ghosts. show. So it's, cool. it really is a hotbed of weird shit. Plus, in the 90s, it was one of the highest concentration of chupacabra. Oh, uh, really? Reports, that whole region. That also huh. might play back into the whole window to a different world thing. Exactly. Could be. All right. Cool. I like this. Right. It's an interesting place. Like I say, it might be a big, multiple acre skinwalker ranch, like you said. Yeah. While many assume Philo had been assaulted by a blazing serpentine entity, others believe that it was the work of the Asombracos. The ghosts of dead miners that lurk in the murky, long-closed caverns of the Moro Velo gold mine, which was founded in 1926 on the Sobao Mountain by a mysterious Canadian entrepreneur, General George Raston. Oh, that sounds sketchy. It is, and funnily mm, enough, I couldn't give any more information. Raston. Just he's mysterious and Canadian, and apparently a military man. Okay, cool. So, And it doesn't even offer why like that's important to it. Like, did he do shady shit, nefarious experiments? Was he an alchemist? Was he an alkalite of Alistair Crowley? It doesn't say anything. It's just by a mysterious Canadian. Yeah, well, I, we yeah, I guess. George Raston. This is a call to all of our Canadian friends. Tell us about your mysterious people. Yeah, please. Yeah. Your generals. <laughs> yeah. Open gold mines in <laughs> yeah, Brazil. Yeah, I, really. Virgilio even proclaimed that he had seen these glowing apparitions, which were known by different designations depending on their characteristics, floating about with his very own eyes. And this is what he said. We also called those fireballs mothers of gold. There was also the golden lizard, an elongated <gasps> tongue of flame that moved in a straight line slowly without making a sound. That reminds me of that beam fucking thing that came from V'ger in the original Star Trek, the motion picture. Oh, yeah. Remember? I mean, that yeah. was more like twinkly and psychedelic and lasery, but no, yeah. if it was like flame, like just walking around, talking to you, being a dick, taking over random humanoids. Yeah. yeah. Hey. But the golden lizard. It's crazy. Have you golden seen the golden lizard? lizard? Oh, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. As prevalent as belief in the paranormal was in rural Brazil during the 1940s, there are those who have speculated that Philo was nothing more than the unfortunate victim of a tragic, yet nonetheless accidental, death. In the 1960s, some investigators, most notably renowned Brazilian ufologist Dr. Walter Bueller, B 
Bueller. <laughs> began to speculate that Philo's burns were likely caused by an accidental fire that was probably started by a candle. This hypothesis stands in direct contradiction with the investigation supervised by police chief Malchaeus, or Malchaeus, which indicated that nothing whatsoever had burned inside the farmer's home. It's worth noting that Dr. Bueller subscribed to the beliefs of a minority sect who contended that UFOs represented angelic visitations. And as such, his quote-unquote accidental fire theory might have been an attempt to steer any neg negative press away from UFOs, which he presumed were divine, ethereal beings. Talking about the Ashtar Command. Hey. Yeah. Spaceships no. for Jesus. Yeah, no. Well, you, you, you and Bueller would have a lot to talk yeah, about. there you go. Others, no. primarily <laughs> professional debunkers, have ignored the testimony of the locals and taken the stance that Fila was merely struck by lightning. Hmm. While it seems feasible on its face, this premise patently ignores the fact that the event took place during the dry season in the area, and none of the numerous witnesses to Philo's condition made any mention of storms occurring until long after he arrived at the hospital. Therefore, lightning is not the likely culprit. There was an unseasonable storm that happened later that night, and a lot of uh, <clears throat> occult occurrences locally, at least by local historians in that region, say that something weird happens, like the... You see that horse with the flaming head, and or what, I forgot the name. Demolish a cabeza. Yes, and, no, and you gotta fucking, shit. You gotta hide your fingernails in your teeth, or you're fucked. We are gonna have that story coming up. It's, yeah, it's gonna I, happen. We've got story. They just have to be transcribed. That's yeah. why you haven't we done have it. A we, good we've got friend of ours from Brazil. Yes, a good Brazilian did, buddy. He did who, some work for he us. He did a lot of leg work, and he's fucking awesome. And none of us can translate Portuguese, but he has read us some of the tales. And yes, holy hot shit, they are brilliant. Exactly. So. Thank you, Chris, with your uncannily good memory. Um, a lot of times after events like these, they say a storm, even an unseasonable one that just ordinarily would not happen that time of year, strikes violently. Right. So, I mean, I guess if you want to be a skeptic, you could still say, well, there can be random lightning strikes. Yeah. Hours before a storm. Lightning, I, but, but lightning doesn't, doesn't, make seem, you, doesn't make you melt. Well, lightning doesn't make, I don't know. It I doesn't don't know make you what, it probably not the way it's described. It, That's my only problem. It, it doesn't yeah. not burn your hair. It doesn't not burn your clothes. And it, it, it wouldn't it be just the top just, of your body. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe not, though. I mean, it's not going to, if it, wherever it hits you, I, 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 I yeah, I mean, we got to be honest here. We don't know a lot about it. No, but no, I can't I imagine. I've it. never heard it melting you slowly. No, and it's going to seek ground quickly. That sounds more like radiation. And yeah. we'll do that. Ding, ding, ding. Birthday Boy predicts the next pass. Oh, all right, Birthday you Boy. You guys are uncanny tonight. Yeah, look at are that. you sure we're not the no. psychic kryptonauts? Oh. I might be a Christmas miracle. Wow. You, uh, Chris is the Christmas miracle. Mm -hmm. He is our baby. America's he, baby, the Christmas miracle. He is our baby Jesus. We will swaddle him. Oh, well, I swaddle him. Christmas. Oh, me. In other words, me. Christopher Charles. Christopher Charles Carnicelli. Charles Stores. Oh, whoa. I think we, went over, we did this one before, I think. Yeah, I find that less uncanny. All right, Charles is a pretty common name. Fine. But I mean, if you need it to be a thing. Continue. Okay. Thanks. That's more to call. <laughs> She's like, I like Charlie. Okay, well, yeah, there, there it is. Go. Still others have wondered whether this might be a unique example of a phenomenon known as spontaneous human combustion. Mm. But if that is the case, it's one of the few incidents on record, there are some, to involve someone who survived the initial event, and it does nothing to explain the mysterious glowing orb that Philo claimed attacked him or 
his exceedingly slow demise. Interesting side note, there is actually a story in my family of a family member uh, years ago that died from a spontaneous human combustion. How is this the fucking first time I know about because this? Because I think it's been debunked locally oh, within our family. Malarkey. I think we figured out exactly what may have happened. But Chain it, smoker in bed? Possibly in a chair. <laughs> It's a weird thing. I, 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 I'm actually going to do some some digging into it because it's one of those things that always slips my mind and I always want to bring it up like, hey, didn't we have someone in our family that died of, of spontaneous it's human combustion? It's something you should look into if only because you're part of the family. And if it is something that is, you know, written in the DNA, written into it, you, you, you and your vaguely, children might be in trouble. I vaguely recall some debunking, but I will get back to everybody on that. Right, because I'm going I'm to see my grandfather and he'll have all the answers for me. So there you go. Boom. Now we're going to get on to Chris's prediction. I don't want to catch on fire is what I'm saying. Nobody does. I'm just saying. Like it's genetics. internal or external means, it's being genetics. on fire sucks. It's genetics. What if I'm genetically prone to catch on fire? Wow. Just drink yeah. some water. Drink a lot of water. All right, fine. I don't know. Does that make a difference? Water. Know. Yeah. No, you're right. I am. That's why Chris is also our fire marshal. How do you feel? Fire. Water. Water. Stupid. Sand. I'm scared. You don't want to eat sand. I'm scared. No, not eat it. Oh, so you, you swaddle yourself in sand okay. yeah. while drinking sand suit, yeah. copious amounts of yeah. water. All right, I will. You will never spontaneously combust, and your wife will. Do wonder I have to? Why you live in the sandbox? Watch you guys twenty four seven. Yes, to make much. sure you don't kill yourselves or die, <laughs> or spon- and not knowing how to save yourself. Spontaneously combust or debunk a family uh, legend. Okay, I'm there. Fair enough. I'll be there All for right. you. I will get the debunking to everyone soon, or the truth. The debunked truth. The debunked truth. One of the most intriguing theories regarding the fate of Philo comes to us from Dr. Louise Braga, who, while investigating the incident years after the fact, came to the conclusion that the victim's bizarre burns, in which the radiation apparently had an effect on living cells but not lifeless ones, such as hair and clothing. Oh, I find that a little weird because I weird. think hair's alive, but whatever. Were similar to, and this is a quote, the indirect effects of a nuclear explosion as occurred with certain victims of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Mm. While mankind's first recorded use of an atomic weapon occurred over Hiroshima on August 6, 1944, there was nothing in the inventory of any of Earth's armies that could project an irradiated beam with such precision in 1946. And even if someone had the capability to do so, why would they waste such impressive technology on a farmer and family man from the backwaters of Brazil? Even if it were a test, one would think that a more deserving guinea pig, like, for example, an incarcerated death row inmate, would make more sense. Sure. Okay. So, uh, you know, it's iffy, but radiation makes sense. Yeah. I mean, a directed weapon does not, but... The idea that he was exposed to something radioactive and that makes your shit all slow off. Sure. Man, I'm not an expert on radiation sickness None of or us are. post-Chernobyl no. shit. We're, no. We just don't know. We're Chris not going to pretend a, to know. Chris is the closest we got. I mean, Chris is the one going to stop it from happening to us. Yeah. But it doesn't mean he's an expert. It just no. means he, I don't know he knows if I can more stop than us. It, but you have to or we're, we're going to be dead. We're going to fucking All right. I'll, look, I'll research it tomorrow. Thank okay, you. good. Good. For my birthday, I'll research how to save you guys from radiation. <laughs> Because you're a good boy. That's why. I, I know. See? Wow. That's a little patronizing. Why? He's a, you're, you're, a good, you're, a, you're a good boy. He is a good boy. Well, let's just pet him right now. No. Let's just touch him lovingly you're, like you're a good. master would. You're a good boy, too. I, no, you're, I don't fall Actually, for that. Actually, you're not. You're a bad boy. Fuck you. <laughs> you are not getting oh, really? in my head with your dog-ass bullshit. You're out of the corner. 
Good. I don't want crabs anymore. <laughs> I didn't want crabs for the last on half town. hour. <laughs> you're back. Come to Pizza Scape on Town. I'm already there. Pizza and Scape on <laughs> No, you're back. You're back. Come on. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Reconsidering the killer UFO hypothesis, we can all agree that the thought of a technologically advanced race of malicious beings with little or no regard for human life is not a pleasant one. Yet so far it appears as if whomever or whatever it may be controlling these bizarre flying machines, the wholesale extinction of life on Earth is not their primary agenda. Still, as mentioned in the opening, violent encounters with UFOs are not unheard of. Another hypothesis states that, for reasons beyond our reckoning, entities not of our world, be they ethereal, interdimensional, alien, or ultra-terrestrials, right, decided to target Philo. While bizarre, it smacks of an event that befell an equally impoverished Brazilian named Rivelino Mafra da Silva. Oh, yeah. I don't remember this right. one. Who was abducted by a pair of monochromatic vapor-emitting orbs on the eve of August 17, 1962, after witnessing a pair of tiny creatures burying something in his backyard. Philo lost his life after his brush with the unknown, while Rivelino was never seen again. It's likely that the myriad questions surrounding these cases will never satisfactorily be resolved. What is known is the fact that the family of Joa Prestis Filo refused to return to the site of the tragedy, literally abandoning their home. Oh, they're wow. fucking out. Yeah, right. I mean, it's, no burn, nothing there, but they're like, fuck that. You have to be, really. Yeah. Was it because they felt the, that the place was now cursed, or did others suffer sickness in the abode? Perhaps Philo's next of kin experienced the kind of illness that is now associated with radiation poisoning, but which, at the time, would likely have been confused with some sort of paranormal malady. Hmm. That's pure speculation on my part, okay. by the way. Right. Speculate away, good sir. Sadly, Dr. Bueller reported that soon after Philo's death, the police condemned the house and it was demolished, potentially eradicating any trace evidence that may have lingered there. And that's what they got to do, man. They got to come and cover it up. Well, yeah. I mean... Yeah. I, but in 46, I mean, yeah. there wasn't even a fucking majestic 12 or. Yeah, I don't feel. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there was a. And th- Brazil's always been one of the more open countries. No, dude, un- unless maybe it was some sort of military experiment gone awry and they're like, we got to cover this shit up. This is all speculation. You're right. You, we can go into a lot of. Okay. Dyatlov style fucking sub paths. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. Over the decades. I've read about this sorrowful case in a handful of books and scores of websites, and the story has never been told in exactly the same way. But while there's been inconsistencies in the retelling of Philo's nightmarish ordeal, an understandable situation considering both the age and initial isolation regarding this case, almost all accounts agree on the relevant points. The first being that Philo was attacked by an unknown self-illuminated object or entity that projected some sort of heat beam toward him. The second agreed upon point is that his injuries came in the form of dreadful burns. And the third irrefutable fact is that the doomed farmer succumbed to these injuries just days later. We may never know whether this treacherous fireball constituted an alien attack, a paranormal manifestation, a military test, or a heretofore unknown natural phenomenon. But even with the discrepancies that have been passed down over the years regarding this grim tale, one thing is painfully clear. The tragic demise of the simple farmer was almost certainly caused by a flying object that remains, to this day, very much unidentified. And now the question we must ask ourselves is, if it happened once, 
Can it happen again? Oh, the death from above, the tragic case of the incredible melting man. Watch the skies. Literally, the title gives everything away about the story. Yeah. I appreciate that. Though. Yeah, it's that, good. that's a Japanese title. Yeah. yeah. You've got the whole thing. You know, I was thinking amazing, about... Uh, amazing, awesome, super day, giant robot fights, kaiju. I almost considered go. it calling it the tragic case of Joab Prestispilo. But then I thought, if I was just randomly looking at podcasts... No, you, would I be like, right, exactly. Kid, you, well, Death from Above's intriguing, but yeah. who's this guy? But then I get Death from Above and a melting man. You yeah, know yeah, it is? that's totally. the deal. It, it's not just my love of, of Japanese television and cinema. It's also my love of exploitation cinema. That's I love, true, What too. would David Friedman do? Yeah, And I just put the most lurid title together. Yeah, no, that makes I know, sense. I know, I shot the wad. I gave the money shot in the fucking opening credits. Sure did. But... Sometimes that's the way it has to be. We need time for exposition, good sir. Need time for it. I, I, I probably approached it the wrong way. That's okay. No, I think you did a fantastic job. Yeah, no, it's fine. Interesting case. The it's guy, a fascinating case. The guy literally fucking gets hit with a beam from something in the sky and melts, as we just discussed with the title of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so, well, yeah, supposedly. The, the interesting thing here is that, uh, um, you know, it, it, all of his injuries are above from his waist up which made me think of that if he was if he had some kind of like you know bath going where he was you know had like like, like, like the, the fire under the tub getting it hot if it got too hot and he accidentally tipped in if he just burned the upper part of his body and which too embarrassed to like tell anybody which would not though make him melt over a course of days where his he's like like he has like advanced leprosy no, it probably no, a, wouldn't result. In there's that. a lot is it a of things. Song, advanced leprosy. Well, now it is. Death, yeah. right? Um, yeah, advanced leprosy. No, <laughs> it's, of course. Sure. I was close. Um, there's not much that would make that happen. It seems it's terrestrially radiation would seem like that would be the closest thing that could do something like that. I've got if to it, agree with with Chris but on that. If I can't it's think a virus, a- how, what are the odds nobody else got it? Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if it's one of those like right? talk, like like a, a level four virus, like what? If it was congenital, he wouldn't be. I've never be heard isolated. of lightning doing a slow melt. No. Yeah, the slow no, melt is the weirdest part. No, lightning. Like no, lightning will burn you and leave. He, it, it hits ground and it's gone. He gets to the hospital sometime in the evening of the fourth. Mm-hmm. He's dead by um, the wee hours of the sixth. So all the fifth, he's just there. <laughs> fucking just slopping away. I mean, yeah. I guess there. I mean, I guess there's a small chance it could be some sort of viral thing, but like, I would think maybe he just had some weird fucking parasite susceptible to some sort of fucking weird thing. And it just fucking one and done. I mean, it's it, but like like you said previously, uh, it sounds almost like radiation, but, but what are the odds? Nobody else. I mean, it's not like something hits you and it's just contained. I mean, you're still going to, Radiate radiation. Well, yes, that's true. Well, yeah, you would not be, to say everyone around you would get like insta cancer. Well, not no, maybe not. Maybe not. No. I, you don't think I that mean, it would cause like crazy shit? Had to happen I feel like if it's you? that, like, they might have some sort of side effect. Maybe I don't, okay, something. Well, not, but, not like you instantly get tumors, but like eventually over time, the exposure to it. Who's to say? I don't know. If the exposure is that bad, it's melting your skin. People around you would definitely be adversely affected by it. Well, here's the other thing. If you have a disease where, I mean, we know what happened to lepers. They got sent to fucking isolated colonies or drowned off the coast of California and John Carpenter's the fuck. There's only two things that happened to fucking lepers back in the day. If somebody has a disease where all their shit is melting off, people, I mean, even if if, uh, a racy gomite is, you know, 
going to hang out with him and pour water down his fucking gaping mouth hole. People are going to stay the fuck back. Yeah. It's an instinctive thing. Even doctors understand. I'll tell you a story. Uh, we talked about it even briefly in the opening thing. When I came back from South Africa, I got really sick one night. I was just partying with our buddies and all of a sudden I had wicked stomach pain. So when I went to the hospital, they asked if I'd been out of the country. I'm like, yeah, I just got back from South Africa like a week ago. And everyone went, <gasps> and then they're like, oh, were you sick there? And I said, yeah, I was quarantined for a few days. Everyone had masks. The CDC well, yeah. had to be called. Now, I wasn't doing anything but basically having a bellyache and shitting my pants. That <laughs> well, was enough. And they should be alarmed. Not, yeah, 100%. No, no, they should be alarmed, and they did the right thing. Well, yeah. And I was okay, and everything was screened, and uh, and that was fine. I mean, we're in the middle of the fucking cor- the coronavirus. Right. So, yeah, like, take precautions, dude. But my point is that this was, you know, in the early 21st century. If... Uh, if this has happened at 46, a small town, local hospital, and you see this shit, you're going to be like, I can't fix this. Well, so you you might do your best to make him comfortable. You might give him some painkillers or you know, right. none of how they treated him is actually chronicled. But no. but I can see people, yeah. nurses, doctors, and even his family, maybe staying by and keeping visual, but keeping a respectable distance. And that might have prevented other people, if it was radiation, right. from being too profoundly right. affected by it. Okay. so They probably burned the bedding, the bed, everything. They probably it, just tore everything out when he was I don't, gone. I don't yeah. necessarily know like how radiation burns work, though. So yeah, I, I don't Tony think it's I don't think it's something do, where yeah. you slowly melt. Well, let's, let's. I mean, maybe you do. I let's don't know. stop keeping ourselves in the terrestrial box here. If well, we it had really to go... was extraterrestrial, say. Okay. Of many examples, it might have been a form of energy that has some aspects that resemble, say, an intense exposure to right. a high dose of radiation, but maybe not have all the same characteristics, like okay. irradiating everything around or whatever else. So he might have, like, it might have just been. Assuming it's a craft, I'm not even saying that's what I think it was, but assuming it wasn't, maybe it was just discharging some waste or, or letting go of cosmic ballast or who the fuck knows what. And it just happened to hit him, even though it seems like a direct attack, um, then then maybe it was just a fucking so, accident of, of rejected radiation or, or energy of sorts that we don't know. So sort of like how Travis Walton may have accidentally just been sucked up into that alien engine and the aliens try to like repair him. That's what he believes. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe it wasn't. He maybe he wasn't targeted. Maybe you're right. Maybe he just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. There's just no way to know. Like when the Dave Matthews Band dumped the the shitter on their uh, tour bus into the river. That was on purpose, though. Yeah. They purposely polluted that river. Wow. Yeah. And that's when the girl. It's your I Dave Matthews corner. <laughs> He's a terrible fucking person. I will definitely not join you in that. He's corner. a terrible fucking person. So, um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess terrestrial, terrestrially speaking. So terrestrially speaking, it's, nothing still explains no, it. nothing really. Because even if it was radiation, what, what's this ball? Right. Why is it shooting a beam? How right. can it shoot a beam? There's not, well, I mean, unless there was. What, I think what's more fascinating, tiny though. helicopters, I don't even know what no. was going on in Brazil. No, I think what's time. more fascinating, though, is that the area is apparently known for having these weird um, you know, entities or it's whatever. It's like the Ohio are... of Brazil. Yeah, seriously. Hmm. Seriously. So that's kind of interesting, though, because you do have context for things happening. Like Luis Presti said himself that, you know, I love this, you know, statement about the window yeah. that gelled in our minds or whatever the fuck he said. Right. But, but the idea that this area has UFOs and this horrific death and chupacabra and other cryptids and, and ghosts and fucking 
what was it? Golden dragons and yeah, all whatever, sorts yeah. of shit. The golden mother. Yeah, maybe, you know, if this is some sort of kind of like how Skinwalker Ranch is like an epicenter for all this type of weird, you know, paranormal and cryptid and ufological stuff, maybe this is Brazil's Skinwalker Ranch where there's just a weird area where strange shit happens. I would put it out to any of our Brazilian listeners if they have access to more information of shit that might have gone on there. Yeah. Please send it up because I would love to do a follow-up just on the place. So do we think it's a terrestrial, paranormal, or extraterrestrial, or as we call it, the ghost rider demon? Yes, indeed. All right. It's tough. I'm actually, and this is a place I don't often go, in this case, it seems like paranormal offers us at least the most diverse options. And by paranormal, I mean, you call it paranatural, paraphysical, parapsychological. There's a lot of fucking ways to put it. It doesn't necessarily just mean crazy-ass magic shit. It could just be an unexplained phenomenon that isn't necessarily extraterrestrial okay. and isn't necessarily demonic and certainly can't be explained through traditional, credible means. Right. It's just some weird-ass shit. Because if it's a tiny UFO, like it was described as just this fucking orb. And now, could it be something huge that was super high up and something right. tiny that was 12 feet up? Yeah, we just don't know. Um, it's easy to fall into the extraterrestrial hypothesis with this because it's in the sky, it's glowing, and it has some sort mm -hmm. of beam-like thing. And I, can, I don't blame people that want to sway that way. But to me, that's a little too pat. It's a little too, like... Put it in that box instantly because it ticks off a few of the right. earmarks of that phenomenon. I'm, it's it's certainly not anything terrestrial. So in my mind, I don't think you know that there's like flaming snakes necessarily or or other things. I think these are just ways of describing unknowable right. natural or in this case preternatural phenomenon. If this is some sort of like weird interdimensional interloper. They happen to just pop in, like we were talking. Maybe it's you know, maybe it wasn't an attack, but maybe it was just the guy happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong. It just seems like a weird way. Like why would you? Then again, he was attacked previously in his life. He was yeah. so maybe he was a target. I guess I gotta take that theory off the table because he was previously attacked. So he apparently fucked up somewhere. Yeah, but he lost. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, man. So All right, I, well, but why then? Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it maybe was that's back a to the long family curse? story agenda it, it, you're, it you're assuming. Be, it could be, yeah, it could maybe. The family curse seems like seems a lot to put on an entire family. The fucking dude saw a werewolf and a ball. <laughs> but and maybe, a ball. maybe it just is because of where they live. Maybe they are just adjacent to some weird fucking area where this shit is drawn to or where this shit comes through. Or just tectonic mm. plates that are shifting frequently and and we get a lot of ball lightning and other electrical phenomenon, and that this other thing happens to resemble yeah, it, but I isn't mean, necessarily but again, caused by it. Ball lightning will not make you melt. Agreed. You don't I'm know talking that. about the random I do balls of flame no, you seen above the cemetery. <laughs> I do. How? Any type of a lightning or electricity it will seek ground immediately. So it would just, boom, ground. That's it. Everyone saw the awesome video on the internet of the ball of lightning going across the tracks in China, and guess what? It was CGI. Well, 100% that was It was CGI. debunked. I didn't know that it was. I thought I was amazed. How did you not know that I was thought fucking that it was, CGI? I thought that it was legit. That's why I can't trust that, what you just said. That electricity seeks ground? Yeah. Well, then it has to say <laughs> that electricity works. <laughs> it's not me. I'm not making that up. Electricity so, will right. seek ground. If That's he's fucking does. grounded, then it would It would not just shoot through. If it, No, if he, was, if he was, if he, if it found a way to the ground, it would go through him. Right, um, but if he had rubber soles, 
it would exit. Well, if it was through uh, his finger, then it would exit possibly. It would uh, just found him quickest way. Yeah, so it wouldn't necessarily go through his foot. It could go. It could come in his head, out his arm. It could which would contain it. Wearing right, his waders, or it, it would go through his hand. It, well, if it goes across your heart, you're dead. So if it goes through his hand and now his hand, not necessarily. Toast. People live. People live. People have lived. Okay, people have lived. We all know people that have lived. I would think, though, that there would be some blemish on a wall or something. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's lightning. But still. Possibly. All right. All right. So So I'm saying interdimensional weapon. We agree. God damn it. We good? We're good? All right. Thanks for joining us. Come to that podcast. Happy birthday, Chris. Rob, suck it. Wow. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Wow. (laughs) I don't think it's a ghost weapon. A ghost Ghost weapon? weapon. I mean, it could be Nazis. Could, oh, God how do we it. fucking forget the, fucking the Nazi? It's pretty obvious. I mean, it's not Argentina, but it's no, but it is forty six. Yeah, but yeah, that's prime time for Nazis getting the that's fuck out of Dodge. That's what I'm saying. You got the bell. No. You're fucking <gasps> up. Fucking Nazi bank. Hey, you are fucking it. up. You're doing all things are See? happening. You thought I was being disparaging when I said he's a good boy. He's a goddamn good boy. Fucking Nazi. He knows his shit. It's still a horrible way to it's address not. a friend. It's how I, I, I tell my son you're a good boy, Charlie. Yeah, it's you're a good boy. Son. Yeah, what if I think I'm, this is my son? Uh, okay. What if I think I just, you're, that you're my son. Listen. You're both my right. sons. We're going to all get therapy. Well, together. no. <laughs> we can't be because meanwhile we're clearly married. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's where you guys are married. And shit. older than you. So. Fine. All right. All of that's negated. Yeah. Listen. Right out the gate. Time doesn't, make, doesn't matter. We're fine. I'm your father. Enjoy. What if <laughs> okay, it's the a Nazis it's a continuum. <laughs> found a way to tap into this ethereal world where the membrane was so thin and confiscated ghost weapons, which they were trying to use to create a Fourth Reich? Is this a Hellboy and fucking they were theory? Running tests ghost on weapons. just the locals because I would I said to, I said in the article like why would somebody pick on this poor guy? But Nazis don't give fucks. Nazis will just kill anyone if it's yeah. part of like getting to the end agenda. Because they're fucking filthy Nazis. So. Nazis using ghost weapons, killing locals. Maybe it got out of hand. Maybe it killed the person that was actually utilizing the weapon, too. Maybe they found it was too dangerous, and that's why they never used it again. But they're still collaborating with ghosts. But because time is different in the ethereal world, they think it's like 1952 and they're ready to strike, and they don't realize that like fucking 70 fucking years plus have passed and that they got to fucking get cracking if they really want to start doing something about it, and then we'll fuck them up again. I like America. This is better than the last... (laughs) Because America. Mm. This is better than the last Hellboy movie. It is. Not, no, no, that's yeah. not saying much. Not the Del Toro version, but the no. one with the one with uh, fucking Hopper in it. Um, I mean, I think Chris might be on a something with the Nazis. That would explain Nazi. the terrestrial angle and a weapon. Yes. I, I, I like your idea that they're harnessing interdimensional ghost energy or whatever. Which that's is cool. just not as big of fun. No, you know, because they're, if you remember the Vril Society. I do. Do you remember what they were trying to do? Capture Vril energy? Exactly. Because that was the shit that they were going to use. So you think this is a real energy? Incident? No, but you are onto something. You are in the you are in the correct ballpark. Good. Oh, sir. I mean, you are totally. If you there. can't associate Nazis instantly with misusing the paranormal, that's then the, you weren't raised in the eighties. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's it's what they do. It's just what clearly. happens. Yeah. So all right. So maybe real energy, real society, uh, technology gone awry, targeted. Maybe not even targeted. Maybe just caught in the blast. Oh wow! Like the RPG blast. Yeah. Of I f- ghost tech. Feel like they didn't do. I think it was a one and done, if anything. Oh, yeah. Right. Like I say, maybe they the didn't harness anything. It was like, oh, was this is so this bad happened. that they're like, fuck. Yeah. Okay. We, can't, we can't do this one again. Maybe, maybe they were even somewhat 
less evil Nazis, though it's a weird misnomer. No, they're all evil. And and they thought the village was going to be completely abandoned because of Carnival, and they had no idea Ja would be home. Really? No, they killed him on purpose. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're going to go to the village. We won't help kill everyone, and then oh, so sorry, and then they, they fucking leave. all right. Wow, nailed the Germans. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow. I have a terrible Dude, German that accent. That was the fucking worst thing that we ever happened. We have German friends. My, I, don't, I don't want to offend them. My ears got cancer. No, you didn't, because I don't know what you just said. <laughs> you offended me. Do your best German. Do your best German. No. Yeah. Can't top that. I can, oh, come on, do it. God. Fuck you. <laughs> That was better than his. So it's Nazis. It's always it's fucking not, yeah, it's Nazis. Nazis. Every time I think of German, I think it's of Rudiger and Klaus. Rudiger and Klaus. What is that? It's from a Kevin Smith podcast uh, from back in the day with Ralph Garman. Anyway, that's my fucking. That's my point for uh, uh, terrible German. So we got things. ghost Nazis using alien technology. Yep. From beyond the ethereal plane. Using it to reinforce their Fourth Reich, not realizing because they're only two years older that decades have passed, and they're actually caught in the fucking mirror zone or wherever the fuck. The All right, the mirror General realm, Zod yeah. got fucking. Snagged. Oh, the Phantom Zone. The Phantom yes. Zone. It's it's basically the Phantom Zone where they are working on this tech. They don't realize what's going on. Time passes differently. They're fucked. They're going to come back to Earth when it's like a dead husk, and they'll be like, oh, and that was a better German <laughs> accent than you did. <laughs> Yeah, that was still better. <laughs> we are never going to do it. I wouldn't even fucking do it because my, my impression is terrible. Whatever. It's fine. We are back. Whoa. You like that? You nope. should have stopped with that. End the fucking pod. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. You're ruining his birthday. Yeah, that was terrible. All right, so I think in closing, maybe we're all leaning more towards the paranormal angle of this than the next, necessarily than the like the UFO. Angle. When Chris said Nazis, I don't think he. I'm the one that threw all the paranormal shit in there. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't. Mean, I don't believe that's. It, I mean, it, I'm, I'm not was, speaking but for him. But he mentioned the Nazi bell, which is technology. Yes, yeah, it's not paranormal. The Viral Society. That you, you said that. It's all tied together. They're all fucking terrible. Johnny Nazis. Umbrella. I don't talk about right, be honest. For Doesn't matter. You and I brought the you, paranormal into this. That's fine. Chris just thinks whatever. it's fucking Nazis. I think it's completely interdimensional, but whatever. Of course, you, you always do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When is I it oddly enough agree with both of you and just added ghosts. Okay, cool. <laughs> sweet. Mine is yeah. a jambalaya yeah. of all sorts of fucked up shit. All right. And somehow the chupacabras are involved, and they didn't come out of the fucking void until some decades later. But OG I'll work chups. the math out on that. Yeah, the old later. real chups, totally. Yeah. Oh yes. Legit chups, yeah, like yeah. the kangaroo spiky backed wing chups. Maybe that was the first infantry of the new fucking Fourth Reich, but they were just too uncontrollable and had no allegiance to Hitler. All right, they just really wanted oh, to that eat could, goats. That could be. Yeah, there it is. That's all their job was. Uh, so as usual, fucking, uh, we don't know. There it is. No, but it, you know what? I mean, it's terrifying. Yeah, we don't know. Rest in know. peace. Yeah. Wow. I hope I'm saying your name right. It's and, terrible. Uh, where you fucking go. You know, I hope I hope you found a better afterlife. Yeah, seriously. Because that's a fucking... You know, you're just fishing, and all you want to do is get in the house, take a bath, and eat your goddamn stewed fish. Yeah. And and this. Not me. Two days of nightmare. Yeah. Where everyone you love, the ones that can stand to look at you, are looking at you like sidelong, and they're like, no, man, we, we love you. Yeah. Yeah, because your fucking your eyelids fell off, and well, your, your jaws fell off. And then what do you do? You got to die right after that. If The moment I can't blink, kill me. No, man. You, you someone's got to come like like a little like wipe and like wipe your eyeball for you. Oh. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, this is wrong. Now you've completely fucked everything. Yeah, I can't get that <laughs> exactly. feeling out of my mind's yeah. eye like, now. Do, 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 Just do, stop. Do. All right. 
Oh, my God. There you have it. Thank you all so very much for joining us for the Kryptonaut Podcast, hellerspace.com. Get that merch. There will be a sale next month, so always buy stuff when it is on sale. Even though Chris is correct, we do get a better cut when things are not on sale. But we were not here for the better cut. No. I, I mean, thought we you are. said we didn't, though. I lied, and I I was missed. I had misinformation. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a I'm not good with these type of things. I didn't realize <laughs> we had different types of shirts until recently. So check that out there, hellerspace.com. Five new designs. T-shirts, hoodies, long sleeves, uh, pins, totes, magnets, buttons, all kinds of fun stuff happening over there. Check that out. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. $1 will get you a shout-out, and $5 will get you a shout-out and some bonus audio. Dope. Uh, the Instas, the Twitters, and the Facebooks. Hit us up on the socials. Share your theories. Uh, our Facebook group, which is fun. Um, is the only reason I'm still on Facebook. Shout outs to Robert Thompson for keeping that shit alive and going because um, totally Facebook is just a fucking nightmare. But our fan group's super cool. Yeah, yeah there's agreed. super fun memes and shit. And that's everyone's like, pretty cool. much all I do on Facebook now. Yeah, no, and not here. even that often. I admit, but yeah. still, when I do, that's it. Yeah, I just go there to check out our group, so it's cool. So thank y'all for participating over there. Uh, I believe that's gonna do it. So thank y'all so very much, and we're talking to you soon. This is one of those rare great cases. Of hell and space. Oh. There no, is. see, there you go. We'll be talking to you. All right, bye. Yeah. This is hell and space. God bless y'all. But continue, you know. Robert, please. Well, yeah, continue with my melting present. Yeah. Worst ice cream cake ever. Oh, my God. It would be, too. This is the worst caramel cake. And, oh. the, and even worse, the worst thing about it would be it would have to be Neapolitan ice cream oh, to God, do it justice. And even, that's the worst fucking kind. Just imagine a cookie puss all fucking all, oh. all ruined. This ruinous oh cookie my God. puss. Well... My birthday's in July, so oh, if anyone knows like opening up the puss. ark, like you read us the last time. Faces. You open up the cake, it's just like bleh. Thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> the incredible melting cookie puss. No one's gonna get the cookie puss reference if they if they're familiar most with Carvel. Of, most of our listeners. If are you're over forty, you'll you'll yeah, you'll, no. you'll get it. Yeah, if you're I guess of, if you're our age and live somewhere in the Northeast, we've got a lot of young listeners. All right, so it was an ice cream shop that had ice cream cakes long before anyone else. Cookie puss. You're welcome. Google. Now you don't even need to Google. Fudgy it. the whale. Fudgy the whale. Just Google cookie puss. All right, Robert. <laughs> cookie puss. Take it on. Take it on our All right. word. Cookie puss. Google cookie puss. The fuck was cookie puss? It's so, just a face, it's I like think. Same cookie. No, but it looks like what, like grimace. Like, what, yeah, what is a grimace? No, it's a fucking it's a cookie, cookie puss. puss. <laughs> it's just a shape, like this yeah, weird you know, nebulous shape. Puss. <laughs> as, as a kid, I saw it and died. Cookie. I'm like, oh my god, yeah, cookie I know. puss. It's cookie. I knew puss. what it was. But puss is an old timey reference for face. Yeah, you guys but not do when know you're that. Yeah, I know. Not, not, not when no, you're a kid. Not when you're nine. You're like, oh, I know what a puss is. <laughs> I got just this there were cancer like buy my cookie puss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to stop. This is so dumb. We're, we're we're stupid. Here we go. Back to the excruciating <laughs> agony. Cookie puss. <laughs> the nightmarish ordeal. Oh, okay, we're laughing about it. goddamn ice cream cake. All right. <laughs>